Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for giving us your time today to try to help you make that next needlepoint shift to living your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want everything that you do in your life, in your business to really shine. You know, some of you, the way that you throw, show up as a thriving entrepreneur um, in the world is you have a job. Um, you know, you go to a J-O-B, um, and I don't want you to discount how powerful that is. For others of you, you are um, dualpreneurs, you are parallelpreneurs, you are um, you know, working a job and starting a business. For others of you, you've gone out. You know, your only source of income now is that company that you started. Um, you know, and maybe others of you, you join and you're now a giant corporation. You've really had amazing things happen to you. And now your little tiny baby company that started out as just a germ of an idea has now really blossomed and grown into something huge. Um, there's even a few of you that have gone that next step where that baby that you birthed out into the world, you've sold off to somebody else. And, you know, maybe you're looking around to see what you're going to do next. Maybe you're even, oh heck, I don't know, maybe you're even retired. That's okay. Um, it's been interesting. Both of my parents, my mom turned 80 last year and my dad will turn 80 this year. Um, that's assuming that you're listening live. Um, if you're listening five years from now, then that was five years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're such hard workers. Uh, you know, my mom finally retired, um, and I say retired kind of loosely. In other words, she's not working for a company anymore. Last year in August, uh, about a month after her 80th birthday, and my dad's looking at, you know, what things do I need to pay down? Because uh, he just, it's really cool. My dad just got his doctorate. He got it last year, um, you know, at the end of 2018, um, he finally got his doctorate. It's been something he's been wanting to do for years and years. And he had his Master's of Divinity many years before that. But it, you know, just now did he get his doctorate, and and that's cool. And you know, they're looking now at at that stage of life where you're retired, and maybe that's where you're at too. Um, any of those stages that you're at, all of them. What I want you to have as your foremost at the front of your mind is thriving. You know, in other words, living the best version of your life. Does that make sense? Because what might be thriving for me may not be thriving for you. Sometimes the most thriving things I can do is sit um, we have this dual chair that both of them recline that Kathy and I bought. Um, you know, sit there holding Kathy's hand, 
with our little mocha snuggled up in between us or you know sometimes when we put the legs up she likes to go down and lay on the legs of the chair or, or what have you um you know a lot of times i can't think of a way to thrive better than that other times it's you know other things when i can bless somebody when a charity comes up and and i really want to give money and i'm now at a place where i can't it sometimes is being able to offer employment to somebody who's really a hard worker and and could really uh, benefit if they had a good job. There's so many different things, um, and I'm not in any way expecting that you're going to pigeonhole yourself to one of them either. But there is kind of a little bit of a cord that strings its way through all of that that has to do with money. Not specifically dollars, uh, you know, ones and zeros in a bank account, as much as the way that you use and you view money. So I want to give you a little bit of a visual. Have you ever seen those um, culverts, is what they're called, that go underneath of, um, you know, like a big highway or whatever? Great big, giant, huge pipes just enormous you know they're you know you could drive a great big semi truck through them kind of humongous pipes i saw one um, they were doing a road construction and they actually used it as the basis for um the hole through the mountain um you know it was a small mountain but uh that that was kind of the basis of that you know for the road that was going through um i want you to think of that kind of thing I want you to see a wide, wide pipe. Okay, now here's the thing about a wide pipe. It has a great big opening on one side, but it has a giant opening on the other side too. Think about that for a minute. Okay, it's all about the amount of whatever can flow through it. Water, traffic, even air that moves through it. Um, and for the outlet side of it, if you will, to be as large as the inlet side of it, and for the middle to be as large as all of them, it creates clean, easy, clear flow. When I think about money, when I think about finances, those are the kind of things that initially come to my mind is I want to be that wide conduit. I want to be that big pipe. I want a giant opening on the outtake side. Not because I've created all these toys and bills and things like that, but as a giver, as the ability to be able to employ people, to help people, to assist people. I want to have a giant ability to flow out into people with my gifts, my talents, my my time, my treasure, um, you know, both monetarily as well as things like your time. Those are so big. Those are so huge. I want it to be a wide opening. But I also want on the other side for there to be a giant opening so that I can be blessed, so that m massive amounts of money can come in. And then in the middle, I want that middle to be just as wide as both ends because I want that to be able to flow through me so that 
large amounts of money can come in, can bless my life, and large amounts of money can go back out. I would love for you to get to a place where you're doing your yearly review, your yearly taxes, whatever it might be, and the number that you gave this year is so huge that it blows your mind that you have to actually ask if it's real. And it's a number that's so large that it's greater than the amount that right now you feel like would be impossible for you to ever earn or would be your dream amount to earn. I want that to be the amount that is just the amount you give. So that, you know, you employ people and you run your business and you have your expenses and all those kind of things. But just simply as a giver, just helping others, contributing to charities, those kind of things, that that other side of things is so huge that it's larger than that big number that you'd like to be your full total gross income, that largest number you can dream of. I want that to be just your give back. I want you to hold that in tight. The whole time while we talk today, we're going to talk to you about some amazing ways to really move from whatever mindset, whatever generational family thing might be in your life when it comes to money and move into a place of abundance. I really want you to hold that word. In fact, if you don't have it, you should put the word abundance on your wall so you can stare at it all the time. Because that's what I want for you, is to live in a state of abundance. There's no better way that I can think of to live as a thriving entrepreneur than to live in a state of abundance. So let's jump into it. Let's take our first commercial break and then come back and learn how we can really live exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to We Help youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back today is your day today we are going to move into a state of abundance how many of you today feel today like you're broke or have a very strong memory of when you were broke. <laughs> you know, being broke is just like anything else. It's a system. 
and there's also a system to be able to break yourself out of it. So today, I have got an amazing international best-selling author here that is an expert. Her book, The Secret to Breaking the Broke Code, Manifesting Growth, Abundance, and Overflow, Constance Carter. Hi, Constance. How are you today? I'm awesome, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on your show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think everybody at some point in their life has felt broke, (laughs) you know? Um, So, you know, starting off, tell us a little bit about who you are and, um, you know, how you show up in the world. So, as you said, thank you for for having me on the show. I'm Constance Carter. Um, I am the CEO of Catalyst Real Estate Professionals, and uh, we are the largest African-American-owned real estate firm in Northern California. I'm also, um, as you said, a best-selling, um, an international best-selling author. I'm a speaker, coach, trainer, um, an investor. I invest in real estate. I invest in stock. I'm an investor in a marijuana dispensary. And I'm a musician. Um, I actually play the bass. And then in addition to that and having four amazing kids with my husband that I've been with um, since I was 15 years old, um, life is pretty busy, but it's fulfilling. And, um, you know, I've definitely been in a place um, of being broke and broken. Um, You know, I'm I'm amazed at where I am today. Um, I'm thankful and grateful for uh, for where I am today. But, you know, the journey getting here was definitely paved in probably some some rocky rubble and not necessarily, you know, a smooth road and definitely not any, you know, yellow yellow brick roads. So, you know, growing up, Um, I was, um, you know, taught a lot about, um, what it meant to be broke and broken, um, very, you know, dysfunctional, um, uh, childhood. My parents loved me. There was never a doubt about the love that my parents had for me, but, you know, just in them being so young, you know, my mom being 16 when she had, when her and my dad had my brother and 18 when they had my sister and 23 when they had me, they were trying to figure out life. So as a, as a result for them trying to figure out life, you know, we had a ton of people living in our home, you know, 19 people in a, in a three bedroom home that was meant for a family of five. So there was just a lot of dysfunction, a lot of things that I was exposed to at such an early age. And then I also remember my parents always talking about what they couldn't do, what they couldn't have because they were broke and had bad credit. And so um, I just remember overhearing that and thinking, I don't know what this means, but I know Whatever it is, is bad credit is ruining our lives. And I swore that I never would go through the same things that my parents went through because it prevented us from doing a lot of the things that they wanted to do for us. And uh, grew up, you know, everything started off well. Um, and I started off with, you know, 800 credit scores being stellar with my income, and with my finances. Um, did very well, started in my real estate career at 26 was making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year. And even with me making that much money, I tended to have more month than money. I was excessively spending and I ended up being broke and hitting rock credit bottom and filed bankruptcy. And so from that, from the ashes of that, I ended up uh, writing up my first bestseller, which is keeping score, what you need to know to make your credit score grow. Um, has spoken all over the country about how to help people really utilize their credit as leverage to to create wealth. And then I said, you know, I really want to help people with their mindset because there's a mindset around being broke. 
You know, people think that, um, you know, when, when people say that I'm, I'm broke, it, it, they're speaking something into existence and they don't believe that there's a belief system that's inside of them that's not congruent with who they really are. And so me just really teaching them who they are and who they can be with some mindset shifting, um, we're taking them from being broke, we're taking them from that mentality to the, the, the place of overflow. And so that's sort of what um, my journey has been. And, you know, it's just been a really unique journey and I'm, and I'm excited. I'm excited about the new book. I'm excited for uh, what it's doing for people and how it's changing lives. And, and I'm excited about, you know, really just getting, getting it out there so people can really understand that they can manifest growth, abundance, and overflow. It's out there for them to have. And they just have to have the right mindset to be able to do it. It's really interesting because I know that um, a lot of those things from when we're kids, no matter how different our life may appear, at least on the surface from our parents, a lot of those things are really deeply ingrained in us. Absolutely. They really are. And, um, you know, the, 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 where we are today is a result of everything that we've had or everything we've been through in our former, in our, throughout, in our formative years. And um, whether it's something that you looked at your parents, you've seen your parents do, and you say, okay, I'm going to model after what they've done subconsciously or, 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 or consciously, or it's something that you've seen and said, I absolutely do not want that life absolutely do not want to go through the same things my parents have went through. And that was my vow, really. Uh, I ended up making poor mistakes that caused me to kind of be in that situation, but I learned from them. And I'm grateful for them because what it did is it allowed me to go through that so that I could have a deeper understanding so that I could help others on a deeper level. And so I'm, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the challenges. I'm grateful for the low times. I'm grateful for the obstacles because they really did help me to um, create a space where I can really help people from a really cellular level, um, you know, not just from a, a, a me saying this is what you should do, but because I've been there, because I understand it, I know what it means to be broke and broken. I can travel that journey with them and then really say, they can say, hey, you know what? She hasn't always been there. She's been where I've been. And if she can do it, because I'm not that smart, I can do it too. And that's the biggest takeaway um, that I have from my life. It's really interesting for me. I know that um, even now at 52, I find things that I didn't realize were in me that mm. came from that childhood. You know, I, mm. this one was a couple of years ago, but I remember having a story that I've told a thousand times take on a whole different meaning for me as to how poor we really were growing up. You know, wow. I, we lived, you know, because my dad was a pastor, you know, we lived in, you know, middle, upper middle income neighborhoods always, mm -hmm. nice house. But, um, you know, there were times when there was literally no food in the house. Wow. Um, you know, and uh, even all the way up until when I graduated from high school, my mom had a $20 a week grocery budget in, you know, the mid 80s, which wow. is not a lot of money. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, you know, and I was telling the story to Kathy one day um, about a memory I had when we were about five that, um, uh, you know, that we literally had no money in the house and then people came in and, uh, you know, tons of groceries came in. They did a love offering of groceries for us and wow. how amazing that was. And I remember as a small child, I actually said to my mom, we should give some of this uh, away because 
you know, it's just too much. Mm. You know, people who don't have food, you know, yeah. part of it, you know, is just, you know, kind of the heart of a giver that I've got, but part of right. it is that whole concept. And Kathy looked at me and she goes, she goes, you know, that's not normal, right? <laughs> I was like, no, that's just the way it was. <laughs> I know. I'm sure you have things like that, that even still to this day come out with you too. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, the, the, the childhood manifestations are huge. And, and so that's really, Steve, it's, it's the reason why the life that I have today is a life that I chose to live based upon what I wanted growing up. That was huge. You know, in my household, we never ate dinner at the dinner table as a family. And just something small like that, right, you know, which is normal for most people. We used to look at, at um, shows like the Brady Bunch, and we would see, and we would be hungry because we didn't have any food in the refrigerator. And we would see them all sitting down at the dinner table. And we long, me, my brother, and my sister, we longed for that. Not only that, when they would say things like, may I be excused? And they didn't finish their food. <laughs> we'll be like, oh my God, I wish that was me. I wish that, you know, I, and we, I, I remember us having a conversation saying, shoot, if, if I had that food, I'll, I'll, I'll eat it first before I ask to be excused. So, you know, just having those types of things and the simple things that so many people take for granted is the reason why I choose to, to live the type of life I do today. So me not having dinner at the dinner table with my family, I make a, I make a, a conscious choice and decision to make sure, you know, it's not all the time, but to make sure that we're sitting down at, at, at the dinner table as a family, that we're having those conversations with all six of us. You know, the, the fact that I never had driven in a car or rode in a car um, with my parents and my brother and sister when I was a child. Like we never, you know, went anywhere as a family on vacations. That's the reason why I chose to make sure that this is something that we make sure that we, a memory that we create for our, our family. You know, it's my husband and, and my four kids. And we do between five and 10 vacations a year, whether it's somewhere kind of local, whether it's a staycation, somewhere, you know, I'm in Stockton and I go an hour and a half to the Bay Area or we're going to Tahoe or, you know, we're going to the Bahamas or Mexico. I make sure that we make a conscious decision to do those things. One of the things that I, I, I know that I manifested years ago, um, I was watching, I think it was maybe in 2005, and I was watching um, uh, Being Bobby Brown with Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown. And I recall them going to some type of five-star resort. And I just remember um, just saying to myself, wow, that's something that I would really love to do for my family. Like I would, I would like to provide that type of life where I can go to a, a five-star resort and just be able to experience that sense of luxury that I'm seeing that they're able to experience and able to provide for their family. And as I was sitting, um, I, we, we went to, uh, we went on a vacation last year and uh, went to a, you know, beautiful diamond resort, had a nice penthouse, a butler. Um, and my kids and I were sitting in the, in the infinity pool and my husband, and we were sitting there just, just talking and laughing. And I looked over the grounds and it was like deja vu. It was the exact same grounds and it was probably not the same resort, but the exact same grounds that I had seen on TV that I longed for in the pit of my belly, you know, 13 years ago, that I wanted to do something like this for my family. And at that moment, it became a reality for me. And I was just so grateful 
You know, it, it's, it, it's things like that that I know are possible because I'm just around, an around the way girl from San Jose, California. Didn't came from humble beginnings. My parents were very, very poor. Didn't have a whole lot growing up. Um, my parents placed, especially my dad. My dad was so poor. Um, he didn't have clothes until he was eight years old. And so he, he put that impoverished mindset on us. And so we were, even though they had pretty good paying jobs, he didn't allow us to have certain things or he put his limiting beliefs on us because of the way he was raised. So when he was raised, it was like the, the kid who ate cornflakes was, was the, the rich guy in, in the town because he had cornflakes. That was like the big thing. So the only thing that he would buy us, even though there was Lucky Charms and, and Fruity Pebbles and everything else that we wanted, we only were allowed to eat cornflakes. And we hated cornflakes. But that was those things that he had grew up as a child that he had longed for. He wanted to be able to provide that for his family. And then he did that for us. But for us, it was just like, Dad, can we have some some, 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 some Cap'n Crunch, please, you know? And so, it, I mean, it is a cycle. It's an in, in bed, embedded cycle that we have inside of our DNA that we don't even know subconsciously that we implant or impart on our children. And so my mission and goal is I want to impart those good things. Of course, they're going to take away some of the, the bad things too, but I want to give them good things so that they can have their expect, expectation in life can be even higher, you know, so they don't have to sell. And that's what's important for me. And so that's what breaking the broke code is about. It's not about necessarily money per se. It is about wealth creation and legacy creation, but it's about changing the mindset to understand that you know that you can do it. And not only that you know you can do it, not only that you have the belief in yourself and in God, but you have the belief that you deserve everything that this world has to offer. That's the whole premise behind the the uh, the breaking the broke code is believing that you deserve it and you absolutely do hmm. you deserve it that, that that's a very powerful phrase and one that a lot of people really struggle with you know oh yeah um, and the other piece of what you were talking about that I know you address in the book is some of these things are literally generational curses they're oh, spiritual yeah. in nature um, and you know you have to realize that they're there and then intentionally break them. Right. I a hundred percent agree. You know, my dad was a deacon growing up. And so one of the things we had to do every Wednesday is we had to have Bible study. And so we learned, learned, learned the Bible, you know, intensely growing up at, you know, in addition to what we did at church, this was our family time when we had to do Bible study. Sometimes my mom was involved. Sometimes she was, and most of the time she was upstairs doing her own thing. Um, but one of the things that I remember is reading that scripture in the Bible where it said that it's easier for a camel to, to get into the an eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to get into heaven. And he took that as something that was literal. Like rich people don't make it to heaven because they're inherently evil. And that's so not true. That's so not true. I believe in that God is the owner of everything good and perfect. He's the owner of the wealth. He's, in, he's, in, he's, in, he's the owner of, 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 of a cattle on a thousand hills. That's what the Bible teaches you. And so if, if you're an heir, just like my children are heir to whatever I have, then that means I have access. And so to, to, be, to, to think that we, we, we're unworthy, we're, un, we're undeserving. No, what I believe is that we are God's prized possessions, that we are made in his own image. And if that's the case, then we have to think higher of ourselves to understand that we absolutely deserve everything that God has for us. 
And so we have to just kind of change that mindset about ourselves. I reach, I talk to people all the time, even in simple things like buying a home. I've talked to people who said, you know, I, I didn't do it because I didn't think I deserved to buy a home. I thought that I was destined to be in an apartment for the rest of my life. And for me, it's something so simple as that, you know, for me thinking that home ownership is easy, it's not that way for everybody. So I want to let them know that whatever is out there, whatever you want, you deserve it and you can have it. It's just that you have to be willing to put in the work in order to get there. And so that's what it's about. Is it okay if the third generation minister in me pops out for just a Come second on. here? Come on. <laughs> so um, the problem that we sometimes run into when we're reading the Bible is that we put our modern mindset mm. on things that um, aren't expressing something that's modern. So when right. you think of the eye of a needle, you think of, you know, your mom, your grandma sitting there, you know, doing sewing. <laughs> the eye of the needle that Jesus was talking about um, is actually the after hours part of the gate for entering into cities for travelers who come after the gates to the city have closed during the day. Right. The only way that a camel can get through the eye of the needle is for it to get down on its knees and crawl through and you have to take all the baggages off of it and then the camel can get through the right. eye of the needle. Right. So it's not impossible at all. It just, you, you know, it, it takes work. It, right. You know, you have to understand what you got to do, you know, you right. try to slam the camel's head into the thing. It's not going to work. He's got to right. get out and take all his stuff off and get through it. Right. Um, when Absolutely. you understand that, then, it puts a whole different mindset into that phrase. Oh, absolutely. And, and and that's what it is. And you're, you, you hit it on the head, Steve, is that a lot of times we put our, our own interpretation or our own limited thinking on, on what we believe God's word to be. And so, you know, there are people who, who vow that, that, um, that they're supposed to suffer or they're supposed to struggle um, they believe that they are actually sacrificing for God. And, um, you know, it's so far from what God wants for us. And, you know, I, I don't need, you know, we don't have to go there, but I, I just, I, I believe something totally opposite. And I believe in abundance and overflow. And, I, and it's not just about money. You know, it's a, it's a 360 degree holistic experience. It's about how you live. It's about how you give. It's about how you love. It's about all of those things. You know, it, it's everything that you do in your life to help others. Because one, one of the things about, you know, being fulfilled in whatever it is you do, you don't have to make a lot of money to do it, but you have to be fulfilled and love what you do. But the other thing is the give back and helping somebody. You know, I coach people. Um, and, and one of the biggest things in my coaching is that what I teach you, make sure that you're teaching this to somebody else. Don't keep it to yourself. Because there's enough out there for all of us to have it. It's enough out there for all of us to be successful. Is everybody going to apply it in their lives? No. I get inquiries daily on people saying, hey, I want to get my real estate license. I want to be a real estate agent. But a small portion of the people actually follow through with it. So I have the information. I, my company provides a real estate class. We have a real estate school. But how many people are actually going to sign up and then how many people are actually going to follow through with it? And that's just with information, period. 
So I work with the willing. I want the willing that I work with to also work with the other willing and just spread the news. Whatever it is that I have, you have it, give it away for free to somebody else, period. We're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back with more from Constance here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. I'm here with Constance Carter, and today we're talking about breaking the broke code and living in a state of abundance in every area of your life. I think you hit on a really good mindset part in there about the whole concept of the difference between a person who has a broke mindset and a person who has an abundance mindset thinks. You know, a broke person, regardless of how many zeros are in their bank account, they want to hold on to it. You know, mm -hmm. they're afraid to give a dime away to somebody, you know, to, Absolutely. I guess you can't make phone calls on pay phones probably at all. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they definitely wouldn't be a dime if you did, but I'm old. right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, whereas a person with abundance, they just know, you know, if I gave away everything I had, I have the ability to just bring more of it back into my life. Absolutely. You know, when your, your hands are in a fist, and it's not, you're not in a position to, to, to give, you're not in a position to receive. Open your arms, open your hands, give freely, because the information, the blessings are gonna come back to you tenfold. And I really believe that, and it's not because I want anything back, it's just because I want better for other people. And I want people that I, that I want better for to want better for other people. That's the only way that we're gonna improve in, in this humanity thing. That's the only way that we're gonna to, to progress with humanity. You know, with all of the bickering and all the division and all the divisiveness that's had with, you know, between the races or even within the races, you know, within a certain group of, 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 of races, with all of that, there's no way that we're going to progress as a people, as a country, as a nation, if we're always looking at each other as the enemy, if we're, if we're never working together. And so that's what it is, 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 is we can go a lot further and, and the greedy don't understand this. We can go a lot further if we work together. There are people in other countries that are willing to sacrifice their lives because they're willing to work together <laughs> so that they can, they can take over what we have. And so because there's so much infighting within our country and, and the, the divisions getting greater and greater, that's a prime opening for us to fail and for us to fall. 
So we have to think about looking at each other in, in, in a humanity form and not, you know, in such a divisive way because we can, we can, you know, get further together. You know, there's a, there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And so we have to look back to, 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 to reach back, but look on your left side and on your right side, no matter who they are, where they're come, where they come from, what their background is, but look at them as I want to help you. I want to move forward with you. I want to work together with you because I know that together we can grow a lot further and a lot faster. Now just imagine if you could spend an hour, two hours, a whole course with Constance talking about all of these kind of things. I, I, I love listening to you, Constance. It's fun for me every time I get to hear you talk. So. <laughs> Um, let, let's get a little more specific. So we've actually broken a lot of broker codes for people without them really knowing, but let's be specific now from the book. We're not going to give it all to them because they got to buy it in order to get it all but, um, from the book. Pick one of your favorite things and let's help people break some broke codes in their life. Breaking the broke code is all about, again, the mentality, the be in the, in the broke is having the belief, the belief that you deserve it. The R in breaking the broke code is being ready to receive it, right? So T. Harp Ecker says, it's not just enough to being in the right place at the right time. You have to be the right person in the right place at the right time. You gotta be ready. And so that's where the R in breaking the broke code comes in. Oh, you have to be obsessed with it. Meaning you have to eat, breathe, drink, sleep, think about being the success that you want, about the, the wealth that you want, about the abundance that you want. You have to be obsessed. I call it success obsessed. It's, it's like um, uh, the book um, Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill when he interviewed over 500 millionaires. And one of the common threads, which they had many, was they were obsessed with their success. They're obsessed with whatever it was that they wanted to obtain. Um, it's, it's like, uh, what, uh, Eric Thompson said, you have to want it as much as you want to breathe. How bad do you want it? And so being obsessed about it is, is important to the success of whatever your goal is. Um, K is you have to be knowledgeable, meaning you have to take the training. You have to invest in yourself. You have to, to, um, you know, be in the right place, you know, you have to network, you gotta go to conferences and workshops, educate yourself, Google is your best friend, do what you can to get the knowledge so that when you're ready, that's being ready to receive. Um, K is, or E is being, um, wait, did I say, oh, K, K, yeah, E is being economical, which means that you have to be willing to sacrifice in order to get to where you need to go. So maybe you might have to not go to the movies, not buy those clothes. You have to have, you have to be able to have some money in reserve. You have to be able to um, have the money to invest in yourself. So when that opportunity comes to you, if there's something that you want, you, you have the money to invest it. You know, I, I invested in, in a marijuana dispensary. Like I said, it was a six figure investment. Had I, had I been the way I was 10 years ago, had I, when I was spending everything that was coming in, I would not have been in a position to be able to make that investment. So it wasn't just that I was in the right place at the right time because that I was, I was the right person in the right place at the right time. And so that is what it's all about in breaking the broke code is, is that mentality. So how do you get there? 
believing in yourself, believing that you could do it, being ready to receive it, being obsessed about it, having the knowledge to get you there, and then making sound economical decisions. That's breaking the bro code. What is um, maybe the number one unsound economic decision that you see people making the most? <laughs> oh, Jesus. There are so many. I could pick one. Let me see. Let, let's see. One of the things, and, and this is just a, a money management type situation. So, it, you know, being consumers, we're all consumers. Um, and um, let's, let me speak to the African-Americans really quick. We have $1.3 trillion in spending power. We are one of the biggest consumers, but one of the, the, the uh, smallest investors. So we consume, consume, consume. We buy, we buy, we buy. We wear all the, the, the latest name brands, but we don't own anything. So my thing is, let's get to a place where we're owning a piece of the company of the things that we buy. So instead of buying, just buying Jordans, right? Because it's okay to have, it's okay to indulge sometimes. Why don't we own a piece of Nike? For those Jordans that you bought, you could have owned three shares of Nike. You know, putting that into perspective. And those are the principles that I teach my kids. So my kids are investors in stock. My son took a $1,000 investment that I had given him when he was 12 and turned it to $8,000. That's just research on the internet, understanding, you know, how to start investing in stuff because I teach them, let's own the businesses that we're buying. So they have a PlayStation, they have an Xbox, but they also have Sony and Microsoft. That's important. That's an important piece of, of, of getting out of the broke mentality. And then once you start doing small, making those small baby steps, because investing in stock is, is not a hard thing to do. Once you start making those small baby steps, Investing that in your children. How powerful is that? Having your children get in the mindset as, you know, early as 10, 11, 12 years old. Then when they get a little bit more money, that's already ingrained in them. Now they're investing. One of the biggest factors in the, in the wealth gap, especially among the races, is, is you know, your, your wealth, wealth is um, 80% is, 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 um, is directed through um, inter intergenerational wealth, but 90% of wealth is gained through real estate. But when African-Americans invest in real estate, only 40% of them are actual home, actual homeowners, but that's the only thing that they invest in. So they don't diversify their portfolio. And so that's the huge disparity within the wealth gap is you got 73% of white households who invest in real estate. Then you have a good number of those people who also invest in stock, bonds, mutual funds. For black people, if they do invest in real estate, 40% of them, they don't invest in anything else. And so their wealth or their money is not growing anywhere else. And so there's an incongruency there with us saying that we want to be wealthy, but actually taking the steps in order to get there. And I think the biggest thing is because they just don't know. So knowledge is power. And that's the reason for everyone, all walks of life, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Indian, Asian, or whomever, I'm here to help. But I just want to make sure that everybody gets the same information so that they can make those sound decisions. Mm, that was powerful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so thinking back to when you were 16 or 17 years old, um, you know, and you had had a great example, a lot of great examples of what not to do. Yeah. Um, 
if you could go back, you know, you have a little time machine, you could go back and talk to that version of yourself. What would be the one piece of advice you would give to her? I would say, what would I say to, there's some decisions that I made um, financially. You know what, there's some decisions that I made out of fear. I'll say this, because I think that the financial decisions that I made, the financial mistakes that I made, um, yeah, they set me back, absolutely. Um, but I, but, that, but they made me who I am today. I'm able to help more people. But I think the biggest thing is, have, is making decisions based on fear. Um, one of the things that I wanted to do um, when I opened up Catalyst Real Estate Professionals, I opened it up a year later than, than what I wanted to do um, because I allowed fear to keep me in bondage to say, you know what, I'm going to just, you know, be safe and play it safe. Even though I knew that it was something that God had told me to do in 2009, but I decided, uh, let me play it safe a little bit. Let me listen to what everybody else is saying and not do anything. And let me go out in 2010 instead of 2009. And I think I lost a little bit of momentum by doing it that way. So what I would say to my, my 16 year old self is act on your intuition. When God puts something on the inside of you, act on that, you know, um, to operate in the highest level of discernment that you can. And when, when it's, when it's your time to go, when it's your time to do, do it. Don't base your decisions based upon fear. Um, fear will, will paralyze you from making, um, decisions that are God's destiny. And so you have to just operate in faith rather than fear and then let the chips fall where they may. Come on, let's preach that. All right. <laughs> um, so, um, manifesting growth, abundance, and overflow. Yes, now, sir. Some people that um, would look at that and say, you know, that's kind of like repeating the same word three times, but mm -hmm. those mm -hmm. are three really different things. Can you oh, take yeah. a minute and talk about each of those and what those mean? Absolutely. So, the growth that I'm talking about is that's your personal growth, that's getting your life together. And growth, you know, one of the things that we do is a lot of people who are on social media is we waste so much time in doing things that are so unproductive. And I'm saying, hey, let's let's turn off those things that are distracting us and let's put our energy into really growing ourselves. That means let's start doing some internalizing, um, internalized clarification. Let's do some, um, let's do some meditation. Let's do some introspective work. That's the growth that I'm talking about. Abundance is, again, the, the 360 degree holistic experience. That's being able to manifest all the good and wonderful and great things, whether it's wealth, whether it's love, whether it's health, whether it's relationships, whatever it is, that's the abundance that I'm talking about. And the overflow is the living in the giving. It's what you give back. It's not just about what you take, but it's about what you give. So the growth is the mindset, the internalized growth. The abundance is what you're, you're putting out there in the atmosphere in terms of um, the love and the peace and the joy and the wealth. And then the overflow is the give back. So 
let's be really good teachers for people that have been listening. I hope some people have had out pen and paper and been taking all kinds of notes, but let's, <laughs> let's put the dots real close together for them. Absolutely. What is the one thing that a person could literally do right now today that would help them break the broke code and really start manifesting growth, abundance, and overflow in their life? You know, I, I would say there's just a lot of introspection that, that could be done. Um, I sit down and, you know, I, I used to think I was ADD because I could not sit down and, and just focus. Like one of the things I do, like I was talking about meditation, getting clarity, clarity in mind. Um, I meditate in the morning time and mornings, you know, that's my prime time. Some people are night owls. I'm a total, total morning person. And that's really my time where I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay, I'm just, let, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my gratitude. I'm thanking God. I'm doing my gratitude. I'm doing my affirmations. And then I'll sit and I'll just give, give myself that clarity and that peace of mind. That's one small thing that you can do today is start just getting your peace. First thing in the morning, you know, if, if, if you wait until the alarm wakes you up and, and the alarm wakes you up right before you have to rush out of bed, try to wake up 30 minutes early and just give yourself some time to yourself or you could just get some clarity and some clearance, even if it's for five minutes, because some people can't do 30 minutes, you know, even if it's for five minutes, that's the first thing. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to start um, doing affirmations, you know, speaking positive things over your life. I was just telling one of my agents, I'm manifesting a certain dollar amount, be in agreement with me. This is what's going to happen with, within, with, for you guys in this business. And so I affirm those things every morning. I have them written down in my phone and I say them out loud because life and death are in the power of the tongue. So I'm doing my affirmations. So the second thing is I challenge you to write down your affirmations and I challenge you to commit to doing them for 21 days. And if you could commit to doing them for 21 days, then what happens? You've created what? A habit. And so when, you, when you've created that habit, now that's part of your, 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 your core and your internal thing that you're doing automatically. So those two things is getting that piece first thing in the morning and two, doing your affirmations. Because I want to tell you, that's going to be the beginning of the mindset shift. Then once you get that clarity, you'll, you'll understand, you'll start to download those things that, that you're supposed to be doing. A lot of people don't know what they're supposed to be doing is because they don't give themselves time to think. They're always you know, on social media, or they're always watching TV, or their minds occupied with other things. And we, on average, we spend an hour and a half to two hours every day on social media. And Malcolm Gladwell said that it takes 10,000 hours before you can perfect something, before you can become excellent at something. And in a year, the time that we spend on Facebook, that is 10,000 hours. Imagine the masterpieces that could have been created in the 10,000 hours that we had spent on social media. And so just re start to remove yourself from that and start taking that time of just really internalizing and then doing the work. Hmm. So for people who want to go deeper with you, of course they gotta get your book, The Secret to Breaking the Broke Code, Manifesting Growth, Abundance and Overflow. But how else can they get in contact with you, Constance, and, and do deeper work with you? Oh yeah. So I am, uh, I'm, I, I'm a coach and I have, um, I have the secret, uh, the, 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 uh, the broke code masterclass and it's called growth abundance and overflow. 
And I coach a, a group of, um, of individuals from all over the country, just in number one, getting that mindset. And then two, we, we're doing the real work. So if you have a business that you want to start, we're going to get to the foundation. We're getting down to the nitty gritty of the foundation. We're, we're helping you to figure out what your strengths are. Because it's important that you operate in your strengths and not weakness and not your weaknesses. So we identify those things. So after we identify your, your strengths, then we get to the foundational work. What is it that you, you need to be doing and how can we set those goals? And then the execution. What are the things that we need to do in order to get you there to get to that place where first you're a five, a six, and then a seven-figure business? And then how do we scale that? And so it's it's um it's something for people who only people who are motivated to number one, invest in themselves, and number two, do the work. So I am just working with people who want to work on themselves, who want to build, you know, I built a seven-figure business, and I want to show other people how to build seven-figure businesses, but not only build a seven-figure business, because I had a seven-figure business, and I, well, I had a six-figure business, and I had a negative, <laughs> uh, probably $100,000 net worth, and so not only building a seven-figure business, but having a positive <laughs> net worth because you can have a great business and you could still be upside down in debt so it's it's a culmination of both things and a lot of times people will show you you know those they say they say i'm going to coach you on building a great business but then they don't show you how to build your personal net worth because that's the thing that's the legacy creation that you're teaching your children and that's what your children's children are going to benefit from Where would they go to um, connect with you to, to take that class with you, if, if that's them? ConstanceCarter.com. Click on Coaching, and then join uh, Growth, Abundance, and Overflow. Awesome. The book is called Secret to Breaking the Broke Code, Manifesting Growth, Abundance, and Overflow, written by international best-selling author Constance Carter. Constance, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. I hope that that has helped you smash through some barriers that you've had financially in your life. That you now are wired, fired, and inspired, as my friend Ernie Villanueva would say, to live in a place of abundance, in a state of growth, of thriving like you've never been before in your life. I hope that we've smashed some generational curses, some mindset things that have been holding you back, and that from here on, you can find yourself saying, you know what, I remember the day. I remember the day that I listened to Constance Carter, and she helped me turn the switch in my head. And it made the difference in how I perceive money and in how I approach life. I want you to think of that example I gave you at the beginning of the show of the giant pipe of the wide conduit. The name of the uh, internet company that I've owned for years and actually worked for and then bought them out um, is called Alveus. It's an, it's an Italian word, I think, um, and it means wide conduit. And I kept that name because I love that concept of a giant pipe that can throw out, can outflow a whole bunch but also has the ability to take in a bunch and has a whole lot flow through it. 
more than anything, that's what I'd love to see you have in your life and your business is just a whole bunch of abundance flowing through you. Be a big giver. Give a lot. But also be a good receiver. Have the capability, the ability, and the, um, if you will, even infrastructure in your own way that you show up in the world to be able to really be that wide conduit, that big pipe that money can flow through, that abundance can flow through. It's not just ones and zeros. It's so much else, you know, life, mercy, abundance, grace to others, opportunity, all of those things to flow through you. That's really, really what I think of when I think of somebody who's really living as a thriving entrepreneur. There's so much amazing stuff going on in all of their life. I love it when I see somebody who is blessed, who is being a blessing as they are open to receiving blessings in their own life. That's really what you want to do. You want to take those things that are coming your way and be open to receive them. But then you also want to have built into the system of how you show up in the world the ability to be able to bless others. It might be something simple. Kathy and I like to, um, at Christmas time, give Christmas bonuses to baristas at Starbucks. You know, to just give, it used to be a $20 bill. We now actually are blessed to be able to give a $100 bill this last Christmas to um you know, to a young man that just gave us good service, not because he was expecting we were ever going to do it, but just because he did. And, you know, we, we loved being able to hand to him a hundred dollar bill and say, this isn't just in general for the whole store tip. This is specifically for you because we've seen how you've treated us and we appreciate it. Share what you have with the world. Join us at Bestsellers Guild by going to bestsellersguild.com. And put your message out into the world in book form and make it a bestseller. But in every person that you meet, in everything you do, in all the contacts you make, give that amazingness that is you away. Because no matter how much you give, there will always be more to give. And you got to remember that you are uniquely brilliant. There's nobody else like you. You were created for a purpose, and one of those purposes is to be a blessing to the people you come back, come across in the world. The world needs you. Be that light. Shine the light that only you can shine. Do the things that only you can do to make our world a better place. And in doing that, you can thrive. Know that Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. We want to see you being blessed in all that you do. And we hope until next time we're together that you will thrive and that you will have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.